MLM Nation, episode 726. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, ML Nation, I have a new and free tool to help you out, to help you achieve your goals. Hey, most goals fail because they don't apply the seven components of the consistency system. So I created a cheat sheet for you. This is based up from my book, The Consistency System, the seven components that help you increase sales and transform your business. It's free. Just head over to mlnation.com forward slash system. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Brendan Cunningham. Hey, Brendan, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready, man. Ready. I'm excited. Glad to be here. Brendan Cunningham was in the auto and real estate business before he got started in network marketing. When the financial crisis hit in 2008-2009, it led Brendan to change course and choose network marketing instead. They've been with the same company in the last 13 years, and they've sold over $210 million worth of products. They hit the top rank in just four years, and have earned millions in lifetime commissions. He and his wife, Lynette, have, have been married for 29 years, have two kids, and live out in Florida. So, Brendan, I've given ML Nation a quick intro, but please take about your background. I know you've been an entrepreneur for many, many years. And how was the switch? How did it come about to, for you to do network marketing? Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And um, I tell everybody, Simon, that I've I'm an average guy. Like I, like I'm a very average guy. I come from a small town in South Louisiana. Um, did not take the college route, so um, I just went to work. And 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 basically, I I took jobs that allowed me to solve some problems, and I eventually saw an opportunity to own our own business, and so we did that. And I just learned by experience um, what was you know how to run a business. So. Through time, we ended up owning several traditional businesses, and uh, we thought we were on the path. We thought we were on the path that we needed to be on financially. Uh, I come from a background of real estate uh, in our family. I, I saw my family um, both uh, own their own businesses, and some of my family were employees. And I saw those different lifestyles. I saw that I saw what the eight to five looked like, or the nine to five looked like, and I also saw what it looked like to own your own business and run your own business. And I knew I was more um, attracted to that lifestyle of owning your own business and being able to do things that you wanted to do. And so uh, we got involved in real estate and the automotive business. As I said, I thought we thought we were on the right track. We were uh, for all intents and purposes. We were in our mid thirties. We owned a couple corporations we had, you know, I guess from the outside looking in, what everybody would would hope would be like, you know, the dream, right? We had a nice house, we had the cars, we owned the businesses, we went on vacations, but all of that changed pretty quickly in 2008-2009. So, how did you discover network marketing? Who approached you, and uh, did you jump in right away when you found out about it? Classic example, like a family member called us. Uh, I. I my cousin from Texas. So it was a relative of ours that called my wife, actually, and um, introduced us to the company and the product. She she knew I was having, 
our family has a history of some health issues that she knew that uh, I might be interested in the product in. But she also knew that we owned businesses. She knew that I liked opportunity. We, her and I had talked about real estate quite a bit in the past. And she saw this as something I might be interested in. So we, uh, we, we went through the steps. You know, we, we watched a video. After the video, we got on the phone with someone and we had questions. Those questions were answered. And for my wife and I, we had no idea what this profession was. We had no idea what success looked like in network marketing. But from a risk and reward, I saw real clearly that there was no risk to say yes. And literally, Simon, that's how we, like, I didn't really understand the product. I didn't know much about the company, but I did understand it was like less than $1,000 to get my foot in the door. And I understood that's like literally in business, that's nothing. Like, it's like zero risk. So that's all I needed. Like my cousin was in, I saw a few things. They checked off the list of like, okay, I like the product. I like the company. Um, I think I can tell some people about this as an opportunity. And we got in. So it was kind of a risk and reward thing why we got in. Like I just said, let's do it. Um, did we jump in right away? I, I, we started telling people right away. I wouldn't say we jumped in right away because I had to go through that whole process of telling people about network marketing. Like a lot of people struggle with that conversation. And I definitely struggled with that conversation in the beginning because most people, when you start showing an opportunity, they will immediately classify your opportunity with all of the other opportunities that have been presented to them inside of MLM. They automatically think, oh, it's just like this, or it's just like the one I already did before. And you know, and I know that's not true. There are some similarities, but they're not all the same. Um, and so I had to overcome that hurdle. And that was a tough one. So I will say six months. It, it was about six months before I was really ready to go out and really open up my database and really start telling people. So I had to kind of, I tell people I dated, I dated network marketing and my company for about six months before I got married. So what happened? What made you go, go all in to really do it? It was an event. I, I met, I met some more people. We, we traveled out to a corporate event. And at the time I only knew a few people in the company um, that I had been introduced to by phone. Um, I live in Florida, my cousins in Texas, and the people that were really answering a lot of my questions were out in Arizona. Um, and so I got to this event and got introduced to a group of people that were not what I was expecting. Um, I was expecting a little bit more, I guess, of the, the typical hypey, salesy, stuff. Um, and I was introduced to some people that I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, they, you know, they, they challenged some of my thought process, made me think a little bit. And I, I, I knew right then that this was different. And this was something that I could really get behind and tell people about. So it was an event, hands down. If I didn't go to that event, you and I are not sitting. You might be sitting where you're sitting. Of course you would. I would not be sitting here. Well, if I never went to my first event in 2004, I definitely wouldn't be here either. So I know. So how did you do once you went? And how do you balance? You had businesses. Obviously, you don't need to go into details. You're struggling at that time financially. 
uh, you have to work that business and do network marketing at the same time. Yeah. And so 2009, we were in the real estate business and the automotive business. So ironically, in Florida, um, when all that went down, our income went up. We were not struggling financially because a lot of our competition, a lot of people we were competing with prior, they exited the state. They left the bu- they left they left the building, right? But they left the building for us to run. And so what happened was we had two babies, basically. I think they were both in diapers. And I went from working a small area of the Tampa Bay area to I was working all over the state of Florida because there was opportunity. But what happened is these dealerships that I was working with needed me in multiple cities and they didn't have anybody to cover. So it was my time got pulled away. And I tell everybody, no one, when you get into a financial situation or just a a crisis, no one wants to go backwards lifestyle. Like no one wants to downsize their house. No one wants to have to sell the car they're in to get a lesser car. No one wants to eat less healthy food. No one wants to give up the gym membership. And I'm just like everybody else. I didn't want to go backwards. So the only solution was to work more. And that's what I did. I had, I had to work a ton more to maintain what uh, we were currently earning. And so the way we did this, even though I was working more, is I just made some very small adjustments to how I was spending my work hours. So I had about a 45-minute commute from my home to where I would usually start my day. And I used that 45 minutes in my car as a way to contact people. And uh, this was back in 2009. Maybe there was digital CRMs and maybe I'm just old school. I don't know. I don't use index cards anymore, but I literally had a stack of index cards with a rubber band and I had names and phone numbers and notes. And when I would get in my car, I'd take the rubber band off and I would call three to four people on the way to work. And then I put the rubber band on, (laughs) do my work, on the way home, I call three or four more. And I literally did that for like the first three to four months. Um, and in that period of time, I found just a couple people that saw this the way I saw it and were kind of feeling some of the same things I was feeling. And I didn't make any promises for where this was going, but I promised them I was going. And if they wanted to link arms, then I was really excited to do that with them. What would you say was the turning point for you where your business really, really took off? It was a conversation I had with my financial advisor at the time. So um, prior to getting involved in network marketing, you know, I was doing the traditional things to try and set my family up for financial success. And um, we had traditional retirement vehicles, right, where we were contributing money to these uh, accounts every month. And one of those plans, you know, was going to set us up 20 years down the road to have the money we needed to live the way we wanted to live. It's a very traditional thing. You guys know what I'm talking about. And one of those plans um, was us contributing about $1,000 a month. And so $12,000 a year, over 20 years, you you get the picture. So I'm sitting down with my financial advisor to do a review on how things have been going. And after we do that, he, he kind of sits back and he says, because immediately I thought this guy would join me. Like he saw my net worth. We were not doing bad for someone in our late 37-year-old 
we were not doing bad financially. So I figured this guy would join me in the business just because my net worth was more than his net worth. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't join me. Um, so months later, we're having this conversation that I'm talking about. And he says, so how's that thing going? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, that the network marketing thing. And I go, oh, it's going good. And he said, well, how much money you're making? And I said, last month, I think I made a couple thousand bucks. And he says, man, you must have sold a lot of stuff last month. And I said, no, um, I didn't sell that much personally, but I've been finding partners. So I, I personally sold a little bit, but I'm, I'm building a team. And the majority of what I earned was earned off of people using the products on a monthly basis. Not people that I signed up, but people using these products and I'm getting a small commission. He's like, you earned a couple thousand dollars and didn't do the sales. And I'm like, yeah. And he sat back and he said, do you realize that what that is doing on a residual basis is 10 years ahead of what I've got set up for you? Like, in other words, what, what he had set up for me was going to take me 10 years to get to where I had gotten in basically six months with network marketing. And when he said that, Simon, I sat back, he was sitting back, I sat back, and that's when the light bulb went off. That's when I realized the power of what I was sitting on is people work for one reason, typically, and it's to earn money. And eventually, at some point, you want to be able to do what you want with that money, not be forced to work, not be forced to be doing things you don't want to do. You want to have enough money so you can go do what you want to do in life. That's the end game. And this profession of network marketing lets you earn that same type income. You just don't have to wait 40 years for it, man. <laughs> you can do it in a much shorter period of time. I'm not, we can't promise that, but it's very possible. I think most listeners, uh, they know that, right? I guess I'm excited, right? But why do you think most people struggle? Most people struggle because most businesses struggle. The statistics don't change. Like most people that start a business, most fail. Venture capitalists will tell you, like venture capitalists are brilliant business minds and they will tell you like 80 or 90% of the deals they go in fail, like the most brilliant people. So there's tons of failure in business. And most people get involved in network marketing and they never treat it like a business. So I think we need to start identifying what failure is because this is kind of a hot button for me. I think someone that gets in network marketing and we improve their communication skills, it wasn't a failure that they joined network right. marketing. We, we improve their ability to, uh, to, to contribute to their, their communities and their neighborhoods by growing them personally. So they start being uh, concerned and worried about other people more than they're concerned and worried about themselves. That's a success. That Network marketing didn't fail them. They succeeded. People always will put a dollar sign with success in network marketing. And that is wrong. There is, there is so much that we can do in network marketing to help people improve their lives. Money is an aspect of that, but it's, it's not all of it. So, um, but most people fail in network marketing because they don't stick around long enough to get the skills needed. Like they don't stick around the campfire long enough to become a better person. They don't stick around the campfire long enough to get the skills. Um, if they'll do that and they'll treat it like a business from the jump, then 
the statistics would be drastically different of who's making money and how much money they're making. What do you mean by treating? Give it, but give us some examples of treating it like a business. It's sacrifice. We, you know, when you own a business, um, typically you're there, you show up before the employees show up and you're also there after they leave. Um, you're also paying them before you get paid. Um, you're, you're putting in more hours than they are. And so we treated this like a business. Once we made a decision to go do this, when they told us we had or we should go do attend training events out of state or wherever, we did it. When they told us we should start doing hotel meetings, now this is nine, uh, 13 years ago, okay? Um, we put our credit card down on hotel rooms, rented hotel rooms, and packed the house. And then we did the presentation in front of the room. So we did things that other people were not willing to do. We made sacrifice. Like we had to get babysitters. We had two kids and it was a, a weeknight. Like you're tired. Like most people are not willing to do that. But we know if you're going to launch a business, it takes sacrifice. It takes time. And so I think that's why a lot of people get turned off as they, they're sold this bill that you just can tell a few people. And all of a sudden this money starts showing up and you, you can make a little bit of money doing that. But you're doing your network and the and the profession of network marketing injustice if you're telling people they can crush it here and not have to sacrifice. That's that's not true. Yeah, I love that. I love that stock um, because there are a ton of sacrifices. Now, in terms of um, economic climate right now, right? It's like late 2022. Uh, economy is not that good. Feds are raising interest rates. How do you see this affect network marketing? Knowing that you came in, it's lining up. Yeah, it's lining up perfectly for this for, for network marketing because when people are making a lot of money, the last thing they probably want to hear is about an opportunity. I say this all the time. If my cousin would have come to me in 2004 or 2005 and said, Hey, I got an opportunity for you to look at, I would have laughed. Because I was, we were in real estate in Florida. Like we were literally crushing it. There were weekends. There was one weekend where I made over eighty grand in like twelve hours. We were killing it, right? And so I'm the same person. Just a few years later, what changed? Everything. <laughs> we we were no longer killing it in real estate. In fact, we were being crushed by real estate. We had a bunch of houses we had to sell, and um, so really. This timing does play a big part in the success in our profession because there are cycles. So what happens when the economy is really, really, really good, you get a lot of customers. But when the economy goes really, really bad, that's when it's time to go get your business partners. Um, people ask me all the time, like, who do you look for? Like, do you have a demographic? And I'm like, I look for people who have made a lot of money and are no longer making a lot of money. Because they're usually upset, they're a little bit uh, got a chip on their shoulder, but they they know what sacrifice looks like. They just need an opportunity. So, I uh, I think right now and moving into 2023 is probably the best recruiting time I've seen since we got started in 2009. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much uh, for sharing. Um, actually, this is my favorite question. What was your worst moment in network marketing? To the point you're like, you even had doubts about this, but you didn't quit. And that's why you're the leader you are today. 
there's been a bunch of them along the way. Um, but the, the worst moment was uh, when we were, um, we were in our first year and um, we got to that point where you've got to start building a team. Like we got as far as we were going to get on our own personal efforts and things had slowed up a little bit because we were now at the mercy of the team, right? You can only get so big on your own. Now you got to start building a team. And I was making all the sacrifices necessary, but a lot of the people in the team were not. And I was putting in all these hours and it was really hard for me to justify the amount of time I was putting into this new business with the amount of money we were earning. But I was still thinking like linear income. You get work an hour, get paid an hour. And um, it was really bad because we had people that we brought in that we thought were going to do this, close friends of ours that had stopped. And not only did they stop, but they started making it difficult for us with other folks. Like they, they really, they, they really made it hard on us. Right. And so that was, that was tough because um, you've got friendships involved, you've got relationships involved and um, you have to make a decision. You got to make a decision um, if you're going to continue or not. So we were not making the money we thought we should be making the amount of time we were putting in. Plus we were dealing with all this, you know, kind of a, friendship and relationship stuff. Um, and we almost quit. We, we almost quit in that first year because I just didn't think it was worth it. But obviously I was very uneducated about leveraged income versus linear income. And um, I also didn't understand that if you do this long enough, the, the, the people that you meet and the friendships that you make are higher quality than maybe the ones you had in the past. How come you didn't quit? You said you wanted to quit. How come you didn't? Because I knew, I knew that what I had been doing for the last 17 years in traditional business had gotten me where I, where I was. And the proverbial saying, like, I, I knew I couldn't keep doing that. I, I knew that if I kept doing what I had been doing, not much was going to change. In fact, I had one person tell me when I invited them to this, um, they're like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that, Brandon. Just real estate, give real estate seven or 10 years and the values will be back. And I'm like, I'm not giving up seven to 10 years of my life just to be back to where I was a few years, a year ago. You kidding? Like I am, I'm not giving up 10 years of my life. So I knew I didn't know what network marketing was going to be. I didn't know what it was. I had no earthly idea it was going to turn out to be what it's been for us. But I knew really, really certainly what I had been doing. And you couldn't work any harder. I, I was already working hard enough. So that's why I didn't quit. There was, there was no better options. I, t- I tell people all the time, you know, this may not be for you. In fact, if it's not, maybe you've got a better option. Tell me, what's your plan? If network marketing is not your plan, what's your plan to get your time back and maybe start earning enough money that you're no longer like nervous anymore about the end of the month or where the money is going to come from. What's your plan to get there? And they don't have a plan. How important is consistency to success? It's everything. In fact, in, until you're building a team, it, it's important, 
right? To be consistent. But if you're going to build a team, it's everything. Um, because consistency, consistency is what breeds confidence and confidence is what breeds results, right? So if you're not consistent in your activities, then your team is not going to be confident that they're on the right path. You're going you're gonna to let doubt creep in in you as a leader. Like if you're not consistently doing what you've been doing, then your team is going to start to see some weakness in you. And it's going to lower their confidence in not only you, but the company, the team, the system, the whole thing. And so the more consistent you are, like to give you an example, if you've, you know, if you ever start something out for the first couple months, like again, 13 years ago, we would do this call every week. And for the first couple of weeks to a month or so, people would say, Hey, are you doing that call Sunday? Hey, what time, what time are you doing that call? Paul, what, what time is that? Are you, are you doing it Sunday? Is it is it still at 8.30? And after about a couple months, I don't know, three, four months, they stopped asking that question because they knew it was happening. They would be like, well, I, it, it's, you know, it's the Super Bowl this Sunday or it's a holiday this Sunday. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't care. Like, so what? We're doing the call. It's happening every week. And so that's just one example um, of things that you will know when your team believes in you, when they stop asking you if you're going to do something. If they have to ask you, are you going to do the live or are you going to do this? That should be a real big red flag that um, they don't have confidence you're going to do it. That's why they're asking. So remove that. Remove the, the questions if you're going to do something and your, your, your volume and your paychecks will probably look different. That's really good. That's very, very good. Um... Hey, ML Nation, if you're frustrated at where you're at, I have some good news. I finally, now that the book launch has happened, my book is published, I actually have some time for one-on-one coaching to help you. During this program, this is not a group coaching. It's actually hands-on one-on-one coaching. I give you my cell phone. You can reach out to me seven days a week, and I actually hold your hand and show you exactly what to do during the five steps. Everything from your video to your presentation. I look at your slides. I look at what words you're using so that you can close more prospects. I hold you accountable and help you grow your business faster. Uh, obviously, I can't take everyone. It's a short application process. If, you go, if you're interested, go to mlnation.com forward slash coaching. Okay, mlnation.com forward slash coaching. Take five minutes to apply. Let me know more about you. And after you fill out the application, I'll reach out to you within 24 hours. Anyway, I look forward to helping you. I really want, let's do this together. Let's make the rest of the year your best year. And I want to help you. Hey, thank you so much. As we end the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be simple one-liners. Okay, quickly. First one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? I'll tell you, one that recently has really made an impact to me that I've been thinking about is what you achieve in life has everything to do with how you view your current achievements. And that has really, really stirred some things up in me because I believe sometimes we get to a certain place where we get comfortable. um, And because maybe, maybe we've achieved something like you threw out some statistics earlier, which is fine. And I appreciate that. But if I, if I 
start buying into that. Like, oh, we've sold millions of dollars and we've made millions of dollars. If I start buying into that, I start getting comfortable. And that's the moment that I start dying. Mm. Um, so um, the way you view your achievements will have everything to do with what you achieve. What's one habit that's helped you become successful? I take, I charge, I charge my batteries before the day starts. Um, I tell everybody um, my routines are in place and they're in place because it allows me to be a high performer. So uh, my morning routine, I'm up at six, six 30 every morning, pretty much. But from, you know, two, two solid hours, I'm doing activities that allow me to perform at a high level once we get going. And so my, my morning routine is set. It charges my batteries. I'm mentally, physically ready to go. Um, so that my team can plug into me. My team can like, you know, think of a cell phone. You use your cell phone all day. It gets the battery gets drained. What happens if you don't charge the battery? It's no longer useful. If I don't charge my battery as a leader, I'm no longer useful. I'm human. I'm not a machine. I have to charge my batteries. Most leaders don't do that. They burn out. I'm 13 years in. I feel I'm more invigorated and excited about what we're doing right now in this industry than I've ever been before. And a lot of it is due to my routines and my, I, I make sure my battery is charged. You say you do for two solid hours. So what do you do? You charge Yeah, so uh, I, do, uh, I do some praying. If you, if, you know, that, I don't know if that's for everyone, but I, I do some praying. I do some, some personal study. Um, I do some uh, personal growth stuff. Um, I'm a big podcaster. So uh, not that I do them, I listen to them. Um, and I will then take care of my body physically. Um, I try and spend about an hour to an hour and a half recently. This is kind of crazy. Recently I'm doing ice baths, which I'm, I'm on day five right now or day six, day five. So I'm open-minded to different therapies and different things to perform at a high level. Um, and so I do two solid hours of mental and physical, um, health work. And then I'm ready to rock and roll. That's awesome. Hey, those ice baths are awesome. I haven't, um, I haven't taken a warm shower in like seven years. I've been taking cold really? showers, even in winter. It's one of the best feelings. Yeah, really it's, it's, uh, it's been tough for me because um, I, am, I hate cold water. But what it's been for me more than anything, again, is making a decision and getting beyond. It's painful. Like 55 degree water is painful. <laughs> Um, but it's amazing how like within a short, within seconds, you can get control of your breathing. And I have never felt so calm as I am in that water. Like I instantly get into this really calm place. It's really hard to me explain just five, six days into this, but I'm enjoying it. Well, what do you use? Uh, did you buy like a ice bath machine or did you put in your bathtub and just dump ice in? What do you do? Yeah. So for now we got this garden tub and we have an ice maker. We're dumping ice, but like I'm thinking we're already making plans. Like, cause I'm thinking this is going to go long-term. My wife and I are doing it together. She's, she's a beast. She went in first. Um, and, um, so we we're, we're doing this and now we're having to kind of start making some plans for getting a, a tub that kind of keeps it at the right temperature all the time. That's awesome. I love it. Um, real quick, three more. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? When it comes to this profession, this one's huge. People do not want your opinion unless it's asked for. 
that has allowed me to build a global big team. Whether I'm dealing with very powerful leaders, you know, powerful leaders come with other characteristics. Your goal, if you want to really kill it in this profession, is to have a team full of leaders. And that is the most difficult thing to do because leaders are leaders. They're very independent. They're very forward thinking. They always think they're right and everybody else is wrong for the most part. And to lead a leader is like hard. That's really hard to do. Um, and so that little bit of advice has helped me so much with leaders. Like I can kind of see some things developing, things that I might not do if I was them. And if I go in there and just say, hey, if I was you, I wouldn't do that. One, they're not going to listen because they're a leader. And two, it's going to distance our relationship. But if I tell them up front, listen, this is how I roll. I know you don't want my opinion unless you ask for it. So I'm just telling you right now, you're not going to, I'm not going to butt into your business. Okay. I'm here to support you. If, if you want my opinion, I will do that, but you're going to have to ask for it. And I'm telling you that little bit of advice has been golden for me because I don't, my leaders don't push away. They know that I'm here to support them. I'm not here to like be their boss ever. Um, I'm here to help them crush it. Um, so that has been like the biggest piece of advice. What's your favorite prospecting tool? Say someone's interested. Do you send them a video first? Do you get on a Zoom? Do you do a company video, a personal video or Facebook ATM? What do you like? It, has, it depends on where I meet them, right? If I meet them in social media, that's how the conversation starts. Then I'll use a social media funnel. Like we have Facebook groups um, and inside those Facebook groups, we have um, mirrored exactly the tools that we use outside of social media. So there may be a link that I would send you if you're not in social media. Well, that very link is also in the Facebook group, that video, whatever is in the Facebook group. So when I put them in the Facebook group, I will welcome them and tag them in that. So it's the same process, same tools. It just depends if I meet you on the street or if I meet you in social media, what funnel I'm going to put you in. What's your favorite app on your phone that's not a social media app? It's a financial app called The Living Balance Sheet. <laughs> I'm, what a a, I'm a fan. I'm a fanatic about finances and, and changing this profession. That's my real passion now, Simon, if you don't know. like my, my passion is not only legitimizing network marketing for the people who don't think it's legitimate, like it's taking people inside network marketing and making them wealthy individuals, whether they do it through network marketing or through education. Teaching people how money works and how money should work for them is monumental. So I've created tools and all kinds of stuff around cash flow and, and net net worth. Um, and this one app, it's not an app to the public. It's an app that I actually got through a financial advisor. But there's plenty of stuff out there like this app where I can put all my liabilities, all my assets, and it spits out my personal net worth to the penny every day. What are two or three books you could recommend to ML Nation? The first one, I'll, I'll tell you by what kind of had an impact on me. Um, I would start with uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because that I think is really important for someone who is maybe transitioning from traditional business and business thinking to um, or employee thinking to owning a business and then entrepreneurial thought. And I guess you could put Rich Dad, Poor Dad slash the cash flow quadrant, right? Um, because that second book is really eye-opening to leveraged income, not 
not being an employee, not being self-employed, but getting to the other quadrant. Um, then when it comes to our profession, there's so many of them, but there are some standards that we've used a long time. I still like the book, Your First Year in Network Marketing by Mark Yarnell. It's old. It's decades old. And there's some chapters that are not relevant because just compensation plans have changed. However, what that book does is help people through the mental roller coaster they're going to go through. And I think that's that's why most people quit is because they mentally can't deal with the pressure. And that book kind of like sets expectations. Um, so we love that. And uh, I love Eric Worre's GoPro because those skills are timeless. Those are timeless skills that if you improve, you make more money. And here's the last question. The million dollar question. You ready? Maybe. So, so imagine, Brandon, you'd start all over again. You knew no one. You didn't know your wife. Didn't, you didn't know your kids. You're like an alien that went to another universe. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? From what I, what I know is uh, the first thing I would do is uh, create my own story with whatever that company and product is. I have to have a story. Okay, so first thing I would do is get a story, whether it's my story or someone in that company's story. Um, second thing I would do if that company was already in existence is I would link arms with the people um, who have had success or currently having success. And there may be two different people, right? The people who have had success and the people that are currently having success. I would, I would link arms with both of those people because you can learn from both. You can learn from the ones that have had success in a company. And you can learn from the ones that are currently having success. Um, and I would link arms with those people and I would ask less questions and just do more of the things they said to do. And uh, I guess finally, I would start creating events as fast as I could because that's, that's, that's it, guys. Like events, we said at the top of this podcast, events have got me where I'm at. Events got Simon where he's at. That, that success leaves clues. Right. So I'd get a story, mine or someone else's. I'd link arms with the successful people. And if the company wasn't doing events, I would start doing my own events and I would be highly successful in a short period of time. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you, Brandon? I'm on socials. Uh, so just uh, Brandon Cunningham in Facebook, um, Brandon L. Cunningham, Instagram. You can find me there. Uh, we're on YouTube and as many places as we can be. Uh, so you can find me, find me in those places. And uh, my last words would simply be to, to um, for, for all of us to take this industry serious as much as we can, because I believe there is no business model on earth that provides people an opportunity to, to get where they need to be which is just one step ahead of where they're at, the network marketing. It's, it's, there is not a better model for the masses. There are, you can make a lot of money a lot of ways, but for the masses, there's not a better model. And I would say for all of us to raise our standards, like if you want me to say one thing, <laughs> we need to raise our standards uh, for how we treat our business, um, how we um, treat this profession. And the only way we can do that is by ourselves getting better, ourselves improving our own financial situation, and then being very loud and vocal that we're in network marketing. 
be proud of network marketing. I'm very proud to be a part of a multi-level marketing company and proud to be a part of a network marketing company. Um, and when people start linking me and putting the two together, they see success and network marketing. And it makes it pretty obvious that you can have success. I want to change the narrative. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Brandon Cunningham. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com. Click on the podcast tab and the show notes. And with all the nuggets of wisdom that Brandon shared, and also links to his social media profiles, his YouTube channel, definitely go check it out. It'll be right there. And in order to be successful in life, in business, and in network marketing, you must help others. So Brandon, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you. And we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Hey, ML Nation. I would love to prospect together with you and also help guide you on what to say, how to reply back to your prospects so that you can get your next customer or rep this week. You want to know how? Just go to PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, ML Nation, a great show from Brendan Cunningham. I love his passion. I love his purpose. Hey, I'm going to give a repeat what he said. Be proud that we're in a profession. Let people know we're in this profession, and let's just raise the standard. I love that because this profession really changes lives. You know, when he talked about the finances, it reminded me, Back in 2004, one of the things I did, I invested in myself. I spent $100 on a training program. And the program taught me that even if you may, and now this didn't sound like a lot of money to me now, right? It doesn't seem like a lot of money to any of us now. But just say you earned $1,000 a week, right? 1000 Now, that's a, you know, we joined that we're marketing to make a lot more than that, right? Not just 1000 Of course, 1000 makes a big, 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 big impact. But we definitely want to think bigger. So, I was thinking six figures a year, right? At least, not a thousand a week. But a person said, even if you made a thousand dollars a week, how much? And you talk about the uh, percentage of interest. At, at that time, it was like one percent interest, whatever. How much money would you need in the bank to make a thousand dollars a week? And when I did the math, it was like five. I think one percent interest. It was five million dollars, something like that. $5 million a year annual interest, like 1% of $5 million. I think my, yeah, I'm not the best. I'm Asian, but I'm not good at math. Uh, but I think 1% of $5 million is 50000 right? And so when I asked myself, how long would it take me to come up with $5 million? I mean, network marketing seemed to, you know, take forever. I'm struggling, struggling. But compared to how long it would take me to get $5 million in cash, and this is after taxes as well, hey, it's way, 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 way easier then network marketing is way, way, way easier, right? And now the banks don't even pay you 1% interest. So it's really the leveraged income is incredible. I always say if people really knew what residual income was and how valuable it is, you work so, so much harder. You run through a wall to get it. Even for me right now, I get a residual income thanks to network marketing, right? It is so, so valuable. It's helped me launch the business, helped me pay the rent, helped me invest in different things. It is really awesome. And so I appreciate Brandon for sharing that and being really no BS and letting people know what it takes to really be successful, the sacrifices you have to make. Right? It's not just you join, you're going to make a lot of money. You have to make a ton of sacrifices. Uh, there's no BS about it. Now, you can make a couple hundred dollars a month, but if you want to be make the money and the lifestyle, you do have to make the sacrifices. Everyone has done that. 
And you do have to go to events. Talk about events, events, events. Events was my turning point. I would not be here if it wasn't for my first company event, which I didn't want to go. But my mentor basically said, if I didn't go, he'll never work with me again. And that made me go, right? And so you have to go to your company events because that builds a belief. For him, it's not, not the training. A lot of people say, oh, I don't need to go to training. It's the people you meet. For Brendan, he met a couple of people. He thought the people would be high people, real people at that event. It was the same thing for me. I met someone that was a millionaire already doing network marketing. That totally changed my perspective on network marketing. So make sure you attend the events. Uh, one other thing, I want to keep this uh, recap a little different and shorter, is that this is an awesome time for network marketing. I mentioned this over and over again. Like the majority of people who are leaders like the next Brandon Cunningham all come from his type of background, a lot of them, where they were in the businesses, they had investments, and they were in a tough situation in 2008, 2009 financial crisis. Now, thanks, Brendan, his business, he didn't lose money. A lot of people lost their business, got totally crushed. He also, his real estate got crushed, but his business, um, his auto business, actually his other business was doing pretty well, but he was working more and more and more to the point that something he would never look at that we're marketing you will look at. It's about timing, folks. And right now in 2022, we are in an awesome time. The timing is right because the economy is not good. Inflation sucks. Even my kids know about inflation, uh, recession, people, you know, stock market is dropping. One of the worst years in the stock market, people losing their money. This is the time when network marketing thrives because people are motivated for change, right? So, hey, that's my message for you. I'm loud and proud to be an awesome profession. Thanks again to Brendan Cunningham. Go follow him on social media. See what he does. He talked about, go find someone successful. His million dollar question. I love that. Create your story. Link arms with someone who has had success and also link arms with someone who is having success. Go out there. Make sure you follow Brandon. Go to mlnation.com. Click on the podcast tab. Show notes with the links uh, to his profile. So we right there. Definitely connect with him. And if you like this, please leave a review on whatever you platform you listen to on iTunes or Spotify, whatever. Really appreciate that. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this amazing profession that changes lives. And like Brendan shares, success is not just about money. It's about who you become. All the other things. For me, success has allowed me to change my mindset, be a better spouse, be a better father, be a better husband, be a better person, human being in general. I think that's what's so awesome about, about this profession. And I appreciate you for listening. Appreciate you for being part, doing this all together. Hey, thank you so much. I'm Simon Chen. I'm out of here. Go out there, take action while you learn, make those sacrifices, and have a positive impact on someone's life. God bless you all.